Hi, I'm Juliette, soon to be called the rabbi in only six weeks. I'm counting down, coming to you here from New York City, the real rabbi, the rabbi who likes to keep it real. I like to tackle all the difficult questions and yeah, tackle with Torah. I like that term, tackling with Torah. Oh, yeah, so I'm only six weeks away and um, until my ordination, and I'm facing some very exciting changes and opportunities. I have so much to do in preparation for my ordination. Um, yeah, stuff to write. Oh, uh, the, the list is very long. And also, um, I have so much to do for a new venture that I'm on, which I'm not ready to share just yet. I'm just letting you know that there are some great changes coming along. I want it to be a little bit more solid before I share it. Um, So these coming weeks are also a time for me to go inward. My teachers, my rabbis have not been able to stress that enough. Like slow down, take it easy, go inward to prepare for your ordination. All of this is to say that I don't know what changes will happen in terms of my podcast, in terms of the way I share my content or what I share, the types of inspiration that will be coming to me and how that's going to change. Um, I need to rebalance my priorities. Well, she, we'll, we'll, we shall see what form they all take. So bear with me as I figure it all out. Onward to, to this week's episode. Toldot, famous Parsha. It begins with Rebecca finally pregnant after 20 years of barrenness. Uh, it says that Isaac, um, yeah, that Isaac was 40 years old when he married her and 60 years old when they finally had children. Another continuing that theme of barrenness. But here Rebecca is, um, you know, after so many years of wishing to have a child, and here she is in terrible pain. And it's kind of impossible. It's so ironic the way we change our, you know, we've been yearning for something and then we get it, but it doesn't come in exactly this fairy tale way that we wish it would, that we pictured it. Um, I've been watching, my daughter's been home for Thanksgiving, my younger one, and um, because she's, well, she's been sick, I had to go get her and bring her home. She had a terrible, terrible, she's just been really sick. Um, She's starting to get better now, thank God. She, for Thanksgiving Day, she was sitting up, she was helping make food a little bit, the whipped cream, her favorite, of course, and, um, and And then she was starting to get her appetite back. She ate a whole bunch of, yeah, of course she ate the pies, but, (laughs) but she also ate collard greens, which I was really happy about. She was craving them, which was amazing. So, um, I'm telling you all this because the time that we've been spending together, we have been watching, we, she was like, I was like, I haven't watched TV in months. Can you, you know, what do you, do you want to do? Let's just watch something together. So she found this show, she told me about this show, um, oh my God, Love at First Sight, Marriage at First Sight, uh, yeah, one, one of those titles, one of these reality shows, which is this fairy tale kind of 
It's a fairy tale story. It's people enter into this reality show wanting to find they, they wanting to find a match and they agree to marry someone who they're matched up with who they've never seen. They don't know their name. They don't know anything about each other. Um and and it's incredible the way these reality shows go because like you know traditionally you think about weddings you think about people who who agree to arranged marriages they come from traditional backgrounds where they're like well we're committed to each other because we have the same value system and we're not expecting to fall in love necessarily you hope that your love will grow for each other and maybe you will fall in love but maybe not so um but the show is set up in a way that they don't even give them a chance they say okay you get after 6 weeks you get to decide whether you want to stay married to this person it's totally the, it's the complete opposite message that a traditional arranged marriage gives which is like i said you're committed to each other and you're going to give it a chance and from my own experience i know that even knowing the person intimately before getting married it's still that first year of marriage is still so hard and you got to give it a couple of years to see whether it's going to work but there's this they really do have this hollywood uh disney uh, kind of attitude towards marriage they're like we're going to we're you know hopefully we'll fall in love and it will be you know it will be like disney you know or i forget what the term is you know that they that they actually used in the show but it's like day 2 they're always ha- already having problems and like oh my god this person and then it's like well you're going to have a lot to learn about each other this is crazy so um how often do we think that we're going to get a fairy tale in the thing you know once our dream of whatever it is that we're dreaming of will be fulfilled and it's not I wonder if I've gotten sidetracked here with this idea or whether it's just going to build on the idea that I came with which is um and we'll see we'll see where it takes me I'm just going to allow myself to be taken along by all of this in like a river <laughs> see where it takes me so here's Rebecca finally pregnant after 20 years of barrenness and she's in great physical pain there are two she's got two sons crushing each other bayits rots rot bayit rots rot no bayits rots oh tsetsu sorry god i'm not looking at this closely enough bayit rots tsetsu yeah um god that's embarrassing okay it's a hard word come on guys give me a break okay I mean, I just started studying Hebrew 7 years ago, okay? So, give me a break, all right? Don't be so critical. I'm 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 already feeling inadequate. <laughs> okay. So, they're crushing each other. The Torah says the, the translations like to say that they're war that they're warring inside of her or what is how do they put it? They say that they they struggled in her womb. But that but the word actually means um so uh reish tzadik tzadi means that they're crushing each other this is the famous esau and jacob rebecca cries out to god 
she's wondering why she exists if she is supposed to if she's suffering in this way she says in Cain lama ze anuchi why am i what what is this it's it's a little complicated the way im Cain if it, if this is so why this am i I'm not sure what the you know or if, if it if it's if this is so then why right <laughs> okay so god informs her that the boys in her womb are two warring nations and one will dominate the other they even leave the womb fighting it's incredible esau emerges with jacob grasping his heel and the rest of the story is full of decisions that are clouded by similar kinds of desperation lack of trust in ourselves and our bodies and the wish to lay the blame on others we shall see you're gonna see what i'm talking about esau is famished he comes in from the hunt and he's famished and jacob uses this to manipulate him he's like comes in he comes in he's like oh Jacob, give me some of that stuff that red stuff lentil stuff um red lentils Esau is named for his hairiness and his, the redness of his skin uh, or his hair. And, um, and he says, give me some of that stuff. And Jacob, you know, he's the, Esau is the more, he's the wild one. And Jacob, he's the homebody. He's the, he's the mama's boy. <laughs> There's one of, the, one of the couples on the show that I'm, I'm watching with my daughter. One of the couples, the guy is called the mama's boy. <laughs> That's interesting. So Jacob uses this to manipulate him into selling his birthright. He's like, I'll give you some food, but you have to sell me your birthright. And Esau is like, well, what good is my birthright if I'm dead? And his, But after that, his anger at his brother grows as he blames Jacob for having given up his birthright, for him being, quote unquote, forced to give up his birthright. But my question is, was his life actually ever in danger? And then Esau, who's now old with poor eyesight, he sends for his favorite Esau and he says, go hunt for me and come back and cook me my favorite dish, just like the way you, just the way you know how to make it. And then I'm going to give you my innermost blessing because I'm going to die soon. So Esau goes out and Rebecca, in the meantime, she's overheard this and she wants her favorite, Jacob, to receive the blessing. So she devises a quick little plan while Esau is out hunting and she dresses uh, Jacob up in skins, in, in skins so that she smells like, he smells like the hunting, you know, raw earth guy that Esau is. And so that when his, when his, father touches him to confirm who he is that he'll feel hairy hairy arms and so Jacob approaches Isaac in this disguise and he manages to fool him and Isaac though he doesn't recognize Esau's voice he's listening for it he allows himself to be fooled and he gives his innermost blessing to Jacob instead by accident even though he he has an inkling he says to himself he says but your voice is not Esau's. Let me feel you. Oh, you smell like Esau. You feel like Esau, but you don't sound like Esau. But are you? And Jacob gives his word and 
Isaac chooses to believe him. What does that say? Esau's heart is broken. He is shattered. If you read this Parsha, I don't know, the first time I understood it in Hebrew, like five years ago when I was reading it, I was like, it made me cry. It was so, he was so, he's so heartbroken. He's like, why? He cries out in pain. Why, Papa, why would you do this? What about me? What about me? And Isaac pretends to be helpless. He's given away his blessing already and nothing can be done about it. He's like, nope, give it away already. Sorry. So Esau's anger flares up again and he swears that he's going to kill Jacob as soon as the mourning period for Isaac is over, as soon as Isaac dies and the mourning period is is finished. So Rebecca, she's like, you. she goes to Jacob. She's like, you got to run away. Esau is devising a plan to kill you. You got to go. And he, she makes arrangements. She gets her husband, Isaac, to make arrangements for him to go and take a wife from Laban, from, um, from their family. And go back, go back, you know. Go, it's, it's kind of, it's interesting. It's like what happens with Abraham. And um, it's like, go get a son from, go, like what happened last week in last week's Parsha. Go get a son for me, get a wife for my son from the land of my birth. But in this case, she's sending him away. She's making sure that he's safe. And Jesus is like, don't let, don't let me lose two sons in one day. So here's Rebecca, right? And what happens as a result? The brothers don't see each other for decades after that. Hearts are broken all around. I ask how many of us have been in such a situation where in any of these types of situations where our suffering feels so great that we wonder at the wisdom of going on with life at all. Like Rebecca. How many of us have made decisions out of desperation or a wish to control a situation thinking our way is the right way, the best way? How many of us have given over our responsibility and then blamed others for our situation? The actions of all these characters show a lack of trust and faith on so many levels. For Rebecca and Esau in their, in their bodies, Rebecca when she's pregnant, why do I exist? And Esau, he's famished, I'm going to die. And then later for wanting to control the outcome. But simultaneously, there's this lack of willingness to take responsibility for their own actions. The lessons from this Parsha are really great. I I think about, thinking back to the show, wow, I mean, here are these people that are entering into this marriage entering into a a blind marriage not knowing the other person and yet are they really they're they're like blaming the other person oh you want you they're all blaming each other for what is what happens to them for what's happening to them and they're also not giving it a chance they're not breathing they're not stopping to think 
where's my responsibility in this and what choice did I make what am I what is the choice that I'm actually making is this for a fairy tale or is this for real is this real life because in real life hearts get broken because of these types of things and the wounds are lasting and the scars that are left behind they're reminders and maybe maybe the scars never stop hurting physically so may we find clarity and may we take responsibility and perhaps most of all let go of control thank you for being with me this week I hope the the wisdom shared from Torah inspires you in some way guides you in some way I hope that my voice inspires you in some way, my personal stories. And please visit my website, Lenegdi Tamid, no, tamid.us, T-A-M-I-D dot us. Check out my offerings. I, I am a trained spiritual director, Jewish spiritual director, meaning I am Jewish, but I can work with anybody of any faith tradition or or none at all you can be an atheist who's struggling with your 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 beliefs um and and want to figure out what a spiritual path would look like and what does your life look like from a spiritual lens it doesn't matter if you believe in god or not you can you can still approach life in that way so maybe i'm maybe i'm a person that's meant to work with you and I also am available for weddings and funerals and bar and bat mitzvahs and brisses and baby namings. I don't do brisses. I don't perform circumcisions, but I could be the rabbi who accompanies. <laughs> or for a baby naming, a covenanting of a baby, welcoming a baby into the Jewish tradition. Interfaith or not, I've worked with many interfaith couples that's actually a strength of mine because I come from an interfaith couple my my own husband is not Jewish or wasn't born Jewish and he he practices Judaism now he is Jewish now but um, my children my children are the result of our beautiful coming togetherness so Go to my website, tamid.us, T-A-M-I-D dot us. I think I'm going to change it to, I'm going to also have it Real Rabbi NYC. We'll see if I find that one. Okay, next week and Shabbat Shalom and all these blessings. Thanks for being with me.